Hey, welcome to the Azarin Podcast. Hello. Hey. A very special episode, a Resident Evil 7 spoiler episode. That's right. Where we're going to just, we'll introduce it without spoilers, but uh, we'll give you a warning before we ruin the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So as usual, I'm joined by Liam and Dave. Hey. Hi. Uh, but we also have a special guest this week. We are joined by Glasgow's favourite son, Johnny Mendoza. Yes. Hey. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, let's see. I think I should leave out the martial arts and stuff. I like video games, and being older than you youngins, I've played Resident Evil since the first one came out on the original PlayStation, and that's probably why I'm here. What's your favourite Resident Evil, Johnny? Oh, probably four on every format. <laughs> Even the mobile one? Especially the mobile one. Oh my god. <laughs> um... How do you feel about six? Well, <laughs> we weren't going to discuss seven in the context of other games, so maybe I'll wait until that point. Okay, cool. That's fair. So let's just get stuck right in. Right? Sure. So everybody here, apart from yourself, has played it, right? Yes. Yeah. I have no major intention to. I've no. played all the previous games. Yeah. Well, not the main series, but I might get around to this at some point. So you're sacrificing your own spoiler-free playthrough to host this. I am, and I don't mind at all. Yeah, <laughs> totally okay with it. Right. So what's what's Resident Evil Seven? How does this fit into the the story arc of uh, the series, if at all? Yeah, it's kind of a it's set apart for the rest of them. It's a bit like um, like four was like mm. four takes a place totally apart for the rest of the game. Like obviously, four has like um, certain elements in it, like Wesker uh, Nader. But like apart from that, it was completely different for the previous four games, one, two, three, and Code Veronica, which were all says like, oh, there's zombies and there's some variant of the T virus, monsters, blah blah blah. But in four, it's just like it's in somewhere in Spain. It's a completely new virus, completely new type of gameplay, everything. And four seven's very much like that. It feels like a total reset, but it's yeah. not quite a reset. It's funny because um, particularly in uh, beginning hour, mm-hmm. the game kind of presents itself as something completely different yeah but the more you play it the, m- the more you feel like it's really familiar yeah it feels very much like the first set of games superficially it's different like the camera angle you know mm. it's first person the sort of control schemes and stuff and the some mechanics are different but in sort of spirit i guess it feels very close to those early games mm. yeah uh, i would say it's definitely i suppose different the same way Resident Evil 4 was different from what came before. It's clearly still in the same universe, so they've sort of tied it in. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't confuse it with being a PT or an Outlast. And I think it's quite how they've brought back the sort of suspense and the need for more strategy mm. has been quite welcome. Okay. Yeah, I'm really pleased with it so far. Mm. The first, I must say it's like one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had in games. Like the first 30 minutes? 30 minutes. The first 30, half of the game, yeah. yeah. It doesn't ever quite reach that level again. No. It has its moments throughout the rest of the game where right. I was absolutely bricking it. Did you ever watch True Detective, Bri? The first series? I don't think so. It's, if, you should probably watch True Detective. And the first half of the game feels a lot like that does. Okay. The same kind of sort of weird, eerie suspense like something's no quite right with what's going on around you. It feels like... It's no. It doesn't feel supernatural. It doesn't feel like there's some kind of virus. Even at that point, it just feels like there's people that are deeply disturbed, mm-hmm. and there's something no quite right about where you're going. Everything feels desolate. It just feels really quite imposing and okay. aggressive. It's really, really good. It's new for Resident Evil as well. None of the Resident Evil games have felt like that for me. No, okay. it's really interesting. And aesthetically, it takes a lot from True Detective, mm. where one of the very first shots in the game is actually you could find that exact same shot in True Detective yeah. where they're looking out over sort of like the... Uh, Louisiana Bayou. Yeah, and the car's going along the the roads. He's on the phone. Mm. And that whole intro bit there, you're just like, that's Detective, True yeah. Detective. Okay. Um, Al- it- although that doesn't continue. So at the start, no. if you're really like, oh, this is True Detective the game. But then when it starts properly, the pacing for the first third is pretty much perfect. Mm-hmm. and it doesn't really let your attention drop off. If if you're not doing anything else, you're just going to play that until you realise, oh, I need to eat. You know, yeah. it's that engrossing. Yeah, That's the thing, I, I find it with games that are as scary as this is at the start. 
um, and throughout the game, I find it hard to keep myself in the game because I just want to just shut it off and do something else. Uh-huh. I'm not. I don't really enjoy being scared. I I do kind of enjoy the adrenaline of it, but I don't like being on edge. And this is a game that places you like severely on edge. edge. I think to its benefit is it drops you in the middle of a situation where like the first situation is you need to find your wife, Mia. She sent you a video. And you don't know why she sent you. She's supposed to have died three years ago. So Ethan is like, I need to go find her. She's mm. in this house somewhere. So you go to the house and then you're dropped in a situation where she's talking about daddy. And you see a guy wandering. You're not sure what's going on. There's all this stuff around here that doesn't make any sense to you. It's the feeling of being dropped in somebody. You have no idea what's going on. But there's things that are keeping you gripped. It's like, why does Mia keep talking in this way? And then she goes crazy, but slips back in and out. It's all these things going on that keeps you gripped whilst you're being scared to shit. Mm. It's really scary in the half, that first half hour. Although usually I want to turn off games because they're scary. Like I play, I love Silent Hill, but when I was playing Silent Hill 2, I tend to play it in bursts of about 20 minutes. Okay. I'll play 20 minutes, that's too much for me, I get too stressed, Mm -hmm. turn it off, do something else, and then I'll play it a wee bit later. So I take ages. This is a game where despite being terrified, I was compelled to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a game that doesn't let go. Right. And when you turn it off, you're just like thinking about what you're going to be doing next. Yeah. And you're wanting to get back into mm-hmm. the game and keep playing it. So that's largely yeah. as a result of the, the mystery that the the game presents you. Yeah, just the world it presents, the things that are going on. And the puzzle, like, there's not that many puzzles or anything like that. There it's are the progression. puzzles. Yeah. It's the feeling of like you're doing something and working towards mm-hmm. something. It keeps you going. It's okay. great. Also, the other thing is the first-person perspective. So mm-hmm. I've played a lot of uh, survival horror games, and particularly Silent Hill, which would I would, I would say is probably amongst the scarier ones. Mm. But I never felt that scared. No. So I, I could play through Silent Hill 2 quite easily, even though there was sort of a background fear, whereas because RE7 is first-person, you feel, well, I felt, do I want to play this right now? And I had my flatmate just sit in the room with me for the first 20 minutes to allow me to not worry about it as much. <laughs> sure. And then once you sort of get acclimatized to it, it's still scary, but you sort of get more used to it as you go on. That's probably why the end isn't as frightening, because obviously you're used to it by now. The sort of It can't get you the same way. There's yeah. also, like even quite early on, there's like a big change in tone of the game. The game sort of goes through... I sort of said it runs the gamut of horror. Yeah. So um, the game draws from a lot of different horror influences, hmm. and they're very strongly represented in the game. So the first section is kind of like um, your sort of very tense psychological horror, where you're fucking bricking it. And then it sort of shifts into like Evil Dead levels of just Over the slapstick. Yeah. yeah. Almost like not even scary. And then it sort of changes gear again and goes into like Saw that kind of thing it really hits all of these different tones but it never feels mismatched no it feels constant okay and that's kind of another thing that's to its strength like i've seen some reviews where they're like this game just rips off horror like not one specific horror it just goes we're a horror game here is horror all of the horror but i see it more of it's sort of doing all these different homages to horror yeah um like Resident Evil's never been original. Uh, no. You know, um, the horror that it presents, it's like the first game is your sort of George Romero yeah, zombie. Definitely. You know, Trapped in a location. and yeah. yeah, so this just continues that, and it does it really well. Yeah, this is okay. excellent. So I'll come back to something you guys mentioned as well. So this is kind of, it's, it's setting a flag in the sand uh, to set itself apart from previous titles in the same way that, that 4 did. So... The way the way you've described it so far, it doesn't sound like there's much of an action element. Would that be a correct assumption? Well, I was discussing this with Liam the other day. It's very much like the the progression of the game, and this, this is maybe a bit of a spoiler for the end. It's not like anything in particular, but like the, the first three quarters of the the game are like quite slowly paced, and you kind of progress through things evenly. There's enemies here and there. Sometimes you're a bit overwhelmed, but like it's never like anything like four or five or like. A, there I mentioned six because they kind of overwhelm you with enemies at points to like get a, get a feeling of sort of being overwhelmed. That only really happens at the end of seven, which is more akin to like one and two, like where there's the, the mad dash for the end right at the end, and mm. because they just throw enemies at you just to make it more sort of panicky and tense. It's more like that, it's more like the earlier titles. So there is no real action element to this yeah. game. 
if you've ever also played like a Resident Evil, you'll be very familiar with boss fights in the mm. series. Mm. And it has them as well. They're, there's nothing really new about them. They are just Resident Evil boss fights and they yeah. play it the same way. So um, there is action. It's not like Silent Hill where you're really on your back foot in terms of combat where you feel like it's stacked against you. I mean, there are boss fights in Silent Hill, but they tend to be a bit more mm. like um, when you meet Pyramid Head in that weird corridor and you just sort of have to avoid him mm. or uh, something like that. This is very much, you're expected to engage with it and fight and um, you you have the uh, ability to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, you have firepower, you know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um but it is the emphasis is not on that. I okay. feel like the emphasis is on you're just trying to survive. You're not a one man army set to destroy everything, and that's a very important distinction in Resident Evil. I think, and okay. um, going back to that feels and right. Specifically, Johnny, um, I know you mentioned that you're a big fan of Resident Evil Four, and we played through five together. Do yeah. you, Do you feel that leaving the action genre of gameplay to, I guess, to explore more of the survival horror element do you feel it loses anything from that well we're not going from four fortunately so i think that (laughs) six with its gears of war but not as good gameplay means that you're going from poor heavy action combat to Mm. quite moderate combat uh, with more sort of exploration and survival it's worked really well so the the combat that is in it, so it's limited, but it's actually quite satisfying. Oh, so sure. you don't you don't gain weapons too quickly, but you are able to attack enemies. So that would separate it from things like Outlast or maybe games like Soma, Amnesia. Okay. Uh, so that was my fear initially, was that if there was absolutely no combat, that it wouldn't actually be a Resident Evil game mm. because you want combat, but against odds or need to decide am i going to use this ammunition or i'm going to run around the enemy that sort of thing so Mm. that's definitely present and it works well and another clever mechanic they've given you is you can upgrade or combine items but in a limited way so you've got one resource that allows you to either make health items bullets uh, or other ammunition but you need to decide am i going to make this into health or make it into more ammo okay Um, and it really adds an extra element to it that I thought was quite good. It offers, I guess, um, a choice for the, the player based on their preferred approach. Yeah, and the thing is with that as well is you can't do it on the fly. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. but I don't believe time stops, does it? No. It doesn't let no. you go into your menu and tinker with it. So you need to assess what is going to happen and say, do I need health or do I need bullets? And, and it's not always that obvious. And if you were to try and do it on the fly, it doesn't matter which one you make, you're going to die yeah yeah so no pressure yeah which could they could have had it something like resident evil 4 mm-hmm. where you could go into your menu and spend a while tinkering in the, the the item box and that would mean that it doesn't really matter you just keep the materials and use them to make what you need at the time that you need it okay this adds a level of thinking ahead and planning and setting up your approach there is also an item that you get later in the game the last half of the game which allows you to break down synthesized items into two components but not all the components you use to make it okay so you can then use that like if you have like a, a health pack that you maybe think you don't need but you need more bullets you can use that to break down the component that you need to make more bullets but you won't get back the help you only get back the thing that allows you to make the chemicals the bullets. so you're basically sacrificing one one item for another so it makes decisions a bit more difficult because at the end of the game like especially in nightmare mode and all that kind of thing as well which is the hard difficulty um items are a lot lot more scarce and because a lot of the a couple of the bosses are really quite damage spongy so you will waste a few resources on them so you have to be kind of aware of what you're doing okay so i've got a few questions regarding the the story Hmm. and uh, i guess this is probably a good place to put in a spoiler warning yeah rather than having to stop part way through or that yeah so if you guys are quite happy to proceed to that absolutely if you do want to avoid spoilers Mm -hmm. i'd suggest turning off now um, but if you want to stick with us, we're going to talk more about the story. If you haven't played it, I'd say at this point, turn it off and, and go and play, go and play it, it and yeah. come back and listen. I mean, if if you if you care to to play it, or if you're you're not too fussed with spoilers, I mean, yeah. well, I would say 
It's there, like if, if you want, if you have any interest in this game, I would suggest, highly suggest playing it because it's finding out the story and the way that the game gives you. Yeah. Especially like the last maybe fifty minutes of the game. Yeah. There's some major, major bombs in the game that drops and it's really, really cool the way yeah. it portrays Fantastic. it. Yeah. Right. You've been warned. Yep. Okay. How does this story fit into the overall continuity? Uh, not a great deal. Uh, not in the main continuity. Like there are a couple of references near the end of the game. Um, it actually ties into you know Umbrella Core. Yeah, it ties into that. Okay. Which because um, do you know how the game ends? Um, yes. So you are saved by Chris Redfield, or who alleges to be Chris Redfield, who tosses you a gun called the Albar O One, which is a samurai edge with a scope on it, which okay. fires anti B O W bullets, which allows you to kill the final boss in five shots, right? And he works for Umbrella. Right. Or Umbrella Corps, who is not Umbrella. They're like a a mercenary organization. They've got a different logo yeah logo. Stuff. Okay, they've got a blue umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> they're a mercenary organization that works for um, bioweapon organizations, and they specifically specialize in acquiring asset samples. Okay, for field tested weaponry. So the weapon in this game E double O one or is it E O one? Yeah, E double O one. We don't need to go into too much about the story to. Yeah. To say how it fits in, which yeah. is that it, the game itself, as you're playing it right mm-hmm. up until the end, nothing from outside of it has yeah. any implication on no, playing sure. the game. Okay, so you can go into it not knowing anything, and the only time where you'll be a bit confused is why should I care who Chris Redfield is? Yeah, right. So um, it's it's kind of just people, like a little yeah. nod to the the fans, essentially. a wee bit. Because but the fans well... are there like why why is it Chris Redfield? So everyone's a wee bit confused about why Chris yeah. Redfield showed up at the end. You were saying, Johnny? Uh, yeah. I feel that they didn't capture his likeness very well, so it's led to a bit of fan theories slash controversy okay. about whether it is Chris Redfield or not. There yeah. were quite a few articles I read. Um, or Not even articles, but um, people posting about how he looks much uh, more gaunt than Chris Redfield. He's got different hair. It's like completely like redesigned character. Yeah. Well, we yeah. were saying, um, you and me, Dave. Yeah. Uh, that in Resident Evil Seven, there you can read into a lot of it, mm. but we're not sure if it's intentionally hinting at stuff or if the writing is it's, just a bit sloppy. It's sloppy and vague, but in a way that you can infer things that may not that that might not be intentional. Yeah. So this could be. A hint that it's not Chris Redfield, or it could just be a case of Max Payne and Max Payne Three not looking like Max Payne and Max Payne Two. Well, mm. Thing to consider like, as well. Sorry, I'll interrupt. Is that a lot of the characters? Well, in fact, every single character in this game is used is captured based on a real actor's likeness. Yeah, and that does include Chris. Right. So it's interesting that they've this well-established character that everybody knows. Like Chris Redfield is one of the most important characters in Resident Evil. And they've used an actor to capture his likeness rather than use the model they've already created for the new film Vendetta, mm. which doesn't, it's not like a, exactly lifelike, but it's no. what Chris looks like now. So why have they not used that? Why have they went with capturing an actor? Is it to fit in with the rest of the game? Is it just because that's what they want to do? I, I, I'm probably leaning towards that as Chris, yeah. and they've just done it in a way that's maybe a little bit sloppy. But then his hair is lighter. Yeah, it usually is. So even if it's a mocap, it's like face, um, facial capture mm, yeah. from an actor, there's no reason why they couldn't change some cosmetics That's to true. make you go, oh, well, it doesn't look exactly like Chris, yeah. but this is what Chris looks like. Like, mm-hmm. you'd probably change eye color if, you know, somebody was facially capturing somebody playing Cloud yeah, from yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. His blue eyes are integral to his character. So is there the possibility that it's a completely fresh continuity? Um uh, no, no, it so is in time. Yeah, sorry. Uh, there's definitely some files that indicate that the Raccoon City incident that is based around RE2 did mm. happen. Yeah. There's so a, um, there's that painting as well, or the photograph of the, in the mountains, main hall. Yeah. yeah. There's a photograph of the the. Do you know like where the first game takes place? Yeah. There's a photograph of that place, right? Yeah, there's also a book written by a character from Resident Evil Revelations in the first room in the game. Yeah. So. Okay, and uh, even the main character may have appeared in a file in RE5. Yeah, so Ethan could be an umbrella researcher. Yeah, this is the thing we don't really know anything about him. Yeah, we know why he's there in 
this instance, but we don't know what he was doing before. We don't know how much he knows beforehand about what's going on because we never get to hear his thoughts on anything that happens. No. He doesn't react to anything you're reading, so you'll read files about stuff. He doesn't really react to other characters. He's very much uh, an unknown quantity right. in this game, which is another thing. It's like, is that intentional? Or were they trying to do just a silent protag and it's left too much open for the player to infer things? Right. And... I think one thing, sorry Liam, uh, that's relevant to sort of theorizing about Seven is beginning hour. So mm. if you look back, we were all guilty of it at the time, making theories about the demo and what it meant. And some people took, for example, the dummy finger. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there were some crazy theories about it. Um, and obviously it was just an item that they put in the game to say, this is an item. But people were saying, pause the VHS at 1 minute 17, walk backwards, all this kind of stuff. It was, it was like it was maybe thousands of comments. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. they were. They were uh, People wanted it to be another PT. Yeah, and it thing. was not another PT. Right. But the thing is, they also kind of are guilty of presenting it as PT. Yeah, yeah. So when it no, came yeah, out, absolutely. they were definitely trying to capitalize on the success of that demo. By um, They were intentionally vague about what you could and couldn't do in the demo. Mm-hmm. And I think they fueled it a wee bit, but then they didn't want to go, actually, that's it. Because you can't come out and say, oh, well, there's no secrets. We just were yeah. pretending like and, there were secrets. And what Johnny was saying about the dummy finger as well is it's justified by the fact that the dummy finger that is in the final game, and it basically is, it's just a part of a puzzle. There's no, there's no bigger meaning to it. It's just in there. Right. It's just an item to say, here's an item that you can collect and look at. And then everybody was like, oh my god, like it must be part of something bigger because Capcom were, again, sloppy, intentionally vague about it. Yeah. Or maybe not intentionally vague. It's but, just... And like, if you look at the series, it's not a series for this kind of Kojima-esque rusing. Oh, like not. You can read into everything and have wild theories mm. and see what's happening. They're, they're quite upfront about what's happening and it's yeah. usually ridiculous. Oh yeah, so especially in this game. Um, to to act as if we're here trying to unravel some greater mystery, I don't really think it's all that. Yeah, well, there's obviously hinting at things that are going to happen next, but you see where I'm coming from. Yeah, <laughs> like, it does make me a bit cautious to make theories. So, for example, Ethan, um, because he's mentioned in a file as potentially a researcher, he interacts with uh, some of the chemical setup you get and at one point he's being told about a process mm. and he says that wouldn't work whereas yeah if he was a layman he would have no idea what it was but it seems like you could speculate that maybe the fact that ethan isn't that weirded out by seeing mutations he's not a soldier mm. he's not combat trained egypt but he does just go oh time to deal with this and then umbrella comes down so uh paramilitary organization comes down it's not the police or the u.s army and he doesn't freak out at all he's just like what took you guys so long so he acts as if he was expecting them to show up earlier yeah Yeah. so actually at this point i think i'd like to maybe set out the sort of rough storyline i think that would help Mm, so as far as i'm aware of the story um I, I don't know much of it apart from the mansion yeah that that i've seen in the the demo and quite a lot of the promotional work yeah but i I'm led to believe from talking to you guys about it that it does go outside of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the premise of the story uh, and the sort of rough outline of it is uh, you're Ethan Winters. This is the right name, right? So um, your wife went off to do a job in quotation marks. Babysitting. Yeah, that's what she calls it. She calls it babysitting. Um, And she disappears. She doesn't come back. You don't hear from her. Mm. Um, And then three years pass. You assume she's dead, probably. You get an email saying, this is where she is. She's here. Come and get her. So he leaves well, Hold on, home. Liam. Yeah? Uh, it's from his wife, though, isn't it? It is from his wife, yeah. An email from Mia, who is his wife, saying, come find me. Here's the address. The address of the Baker's house in Louisiana. Right. So you show up. Nothing's quite right. You start approaching the house. Uh, you go inside and you meet. You find Mia. Uh, and she's like, oh, what are you doing here? You can't be here. So you go and you find Mia, and she's like, what are you doing? You can't be here. I told you not to come. He's like, well, you sent me this letter. She's like, I never did that. Did I do that? And she's like, daddy's coming. We need to get out of here. So she leads you out and up some stairs from, you're in the basement at this point. And to phrase this in context, in this house, there's been reports of people going missing, people Mm. dying, 
um, a family used to live there, as far as people know, but they've not been heard from. So she says, Daddy's coming. We're going to go upstairs. You go upstairs. She attacks you. She's crazy. So you fight her off. So at this point, you find out Mia is weird. So and this, this is all in the first half hour or so, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, this is like first 15 minutes or something. Mm. Uh, so eventually you kill her. You put an axe in her. You leave her on the floor. Um, and you go back downstairs. Uh, you get a phone call from a woman called Zoe. And she says, listen, things here are wrong. I need to speak to you. We need to deal with this. Come and meet me. And so she opens a door for you to get back out to the house. Mm. And there Mia attacks you again after you've killed her. And she cuts off your hand. And you fight her off. At this point, you're like, what the fuck is going on? My wife is killing me. I killed her, but she's still alive. Mm. You go upstairs, you get attacked by Jack. He's the father. And he knocks you out. And the next thing you know is you're waking up at a dinner table. Uh, And that's kind of where it starts. So the thing is, the the bakers have been infected. Mm -hmm. But you're not quite sure what it is, but it drives them mad. Okay. And it gives them regenerative abilities, so they can't be killed. Uh, they've been capturing people and bringing them into the house um, for what you don't know why. Uh, a policeman shows up and he's like, I've had reports that things have been going wrong. Um, but then Jack kills him. You fight Jack and then he kills himself. So With your gun. With your and gun. F- in front of your face. <laughs> this is very brief. So yeah, basically yeah. what we know is they've got regenerative abilities. They're mad. They're doing all this stuff. So basically what happens is Mia was a agent for we don't know who an undisclosed biotech company yeah okay. she was transporting this child called evelyn who is a bio organic weapon right hence the babysitting yeah and th- they were transporting her to america by boat at some point during that journey uh, evelyn gets upset or angry starts killing people uh, explodes the boat it ends up in the bayou where the bakers find her she infects the bakers with this thing. She can control people's minds. It's a mold. And, yeah, and turn them against, you know, that sort of gives them a rage. Mm. But she can also control them. And also it gives them regenerative capabilities. Okay. So you've shown up. You, you discover all this. You're trying to find your wife. Um, so she, you find out that she was an agent. So you don't really know. Uh, that's the thing. Is you don't know how much Ethan knows about this. He shows up looking for his wife, but did he know that she was an agent? Mm. That yeah. kind of thing. Uh, it is really hard to... I don't know if anyone wants to pitch in. I mean, um, the, the the only thing that you can really add to that is that um, Evelyn... The the big thing about Evelyn is she is, a, she is a weapon. She's not a real human. She's based on human DNA. She is based on a, an embryo infected with the virus she's based on. Yeah. However, like she doesn't think like a human. She is like a, an actual monster, effectively. Right. Um, but the thing that she does do is imprint on people. And the imprint that she uses is she needs family. Mm. And she wants a family. And that, that's how the whole fungus thing plays out, because she can spread fungus to make people part of her and her wee family. Mm. Um, and she identifies people as like mommy and daddy. Um, but it, it seems to change. So like her first mommy is Mia. Ethan's wife, right? Um, who she decides Mia's my mommy, and she's yeah. going to be part of my family. And then they end up in the bayou, and then she finds the bakers, and she decides she wants she wants Jack to be her daddy, but not Marguerite to be her mommy. No, she still she always wants Mia to be. She her always mommy. wants Mia, but then Ethan arrives and she changes her mind and wants Ethan. But the reason being because she knows that Ethan and Mia have that sort she's of jealous of them. Yeah, so it's, it's not. I don't think it's, she's jealous. I think she um, because she has a very nuclear family idea of what mm-hmm. family is. So Actually, yeah. Um, another thing is that the reason the Bakers were kidnapping people in the first place was to get family members for Mia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, for Evelyn. Mm-hmm. But they never met her standards. Yeah. So they killed everyone that they kidnapped. Right. It's a, um, so because it. Ethan is uh, Evelyn's idealized father figure, that's partly why he's left alive. That's why the bakers don't kill you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Initially. And presumably why Jack kills himself or shoots himself at least. He shoots himself just to fuck with you. Yeah. Just, right. to, <laughs> yeah. just um, to prove to you that he can't die. Yeah. Right. So during the whole game, there's things like they're cutting each other's limbs off. Like, uh, yeah. there's the family. In, in the trailer, scene. they do stab. Is yeah. It, uh, one one of the guys at the table in the arm. Oh, in the trailer, he just stabs him. And in the game, he cuts, he cuts his, his hand, hand off, off. Right. And, and pulls then, it right away. Yeah. So. Uh, and Lucas is like, oh, come on, man, not again. So they're doing it a lot. Um, 
and it's kind of I'm not really sure. This is where some of the game falls apart, right? Uh, a little bit. I don't think it's too much. It's it's mostly there to make the game interesting, weird, and spooky. Yeah. yeah. But um, so why does Mia attack Ethan mm. at the start if mm. she's under Evelyn's control? Why does she do it? But um, I think I kind of worked this one out because you arrive. Mia wants Ethan to be her dad, so that's why she's brought Ethan to him. Because mm. you find out that the email sent to him was Evelyn, not right. Mia. But actually what I think it might be is that when Mia attacks Ethan, she's not under control. Because you're not always under direct control, it's only when Evelyn wants to. Mm. So I think that um, the infection makes people uncontrollably angry. Okay. And they want actually, to kill people. Liam, yeah? I think later on in the game, they yeah. actually show that scene again. With Evelyn present, if you right remember. at the end, yeah, right right the she end. says, "Kill him, mommy," and uh, all that stuff. The ghost bit at the end. What? The reason for that is that Ethan is trying to take Mia away. Oh right, so she's angry. It's not going the way so she Evelyn wanted. Evelyn becomes angry, yeah, when Ethan goes against her wishes. But obviously, Ethan had no way of knowing. That makes sense and... because that's why Mia's in the cellar in the first place because the bakers are keeping her there because yeah. Evelyn wants her kept there. The other thing I should point out because it's going to be a bit difficult because the three of us understand what's happening and have discussed it extensively. But the fungus is mind control. Yes, happens to everyone who comes in contact with Evelyn. Yeah. So obviously, Ethan. Comes in contact with her. Mm-hmm. I know, like right away. Ethan is able to reattach severed limbs at different points in the game, and eventually he sees Evelyn as a young girl as a hallucination, and you discover that, that is one of the symptoms of being under the control of her fungus. So the protagonist also gets controlled. Well, almost controlled, I suppose. You're infected for the majority of the game, to my understanding. Like yeah. pretty much from the get-go, you're infected. Like, the, here's the thing, I don't know at which point he gets infected. Can I come back to the reattaching limbs thing? Yeah. Which, which probably ties in. So, so I, I, I remember um, he's attacked by a chainsaw, and yeah. it's, it's Mia that's wielding it. So at this point in the game, you've shown up, you've found Mia, she's attacked you, Yeah. she's severed your arm. Yeah. You can then, but the thing is, the thing that happens next is you get knocked out by Jack... But yeah. then Zoe finds it. Zoe, Zoe staples your arm back on at so the table. Zoe is Zach's da- uh, Jack's daughter. Right. She's not... In- she, is infected, she is infected, but she's not under control. control. Right. Because uh, she stays far away from Evelyn. Yeah. Right, okay. So there must be a, a, a range of influence. Yeah. So she staples his own hand back on um, and reattaches it. So the thing is, he, he to that... At, up until that point, he's not come in contact with Evelyn. No. So how has he been infected? I would guess... Ah, but has he not come in contact with her? Because another thing that we haven't touched on yet is that Evelyn has aged from being a sort uh, of small yeah. girl made in a lab to, to being... To an old woman. To being an old woman. But you, the first time that he comes in contact with her is the dinner scene, which is after his hand being reattached. The, the only old... thing is, do you have to be in contact with... Evelyn, Evelyn, or maybe somebody else. Because Mia has it, the moulded you meet uh, have it, yeah, and Jack has it. I, I mean, can, I can only assume that Mia's a vector, right? And you get it from Mia, yeah, or um, even just being at the house, yeah, probably that makes sense. So well. you mentioned the moulded as well, yeah. That's the equivalent of zombies in this game, yeah. yeah. So those are people who've been infected by Mia, and they're she doesn't want them to, or Evelyn. Evelyn, sorry, right. I always do that, That's so okay. just be aware. <laughs> um, the virus can it appears to affect people based on what Evelyn wants to happen to them. Yeah. So either it infects you and is a bit more sort of beneficial, doesn't outright turn you into a monster, mm-hmm. or it turns you into a molded. So molded uh, are people who are infected uh, wait, by Evelyn. Uh, hold on, Liam. So yeah. molded were people, yeah. but they're... The person was used as fuel, but they are just mold. So, right, so they've been consumed by Evelyn. Yeah, so they it's if you imagine the person is just the shape of the colony, like if you're to make an agar plate, it yeah. would make a plate shape because it's a person that appears in the person's shape. Mm. But she can also uh, coalesce mold from all over the house and make it into a molded. Right. It's just that it's easier for her to do it with a person corp- corpses yeah so you see a, the policeman corpse by fungus which is pretty horrifying 
Because there's a point where after the policeman is killed, you see him later on in the process of becoming a molded. Yeah. And uh, Lucas intentionally makes your movie's head so that he can't finish the transformation, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it de- Lucas decapitates him already, and then he makes you reach down his gullet for a key. Yes, yeah, the decapitated head. It's oh, well. not nice. There's... That's actually cut from the Japanese version of the game. Right. Because they, uh-huh. what happens in the Japanese version is instead of having his head in the fridge, it's a photograph of the cop. And then you go and find his decapitated cops because decapitated heads are seen as like really like disrespectful in Japan because I, I believe um, like oh, ritual suicide and stuff. Yeah. Or like executions, so they can't uh, show that in Japanese culture. Or right. like, because um, that's media. how they, they finish Harakiri, isn't it? You stab yourself, cut yeah, yourself yeah, open, then and then someone you else cut your head off. Yeah. Someone yeah. does it for you. So maybe it's an honourable death. Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, uh, that's why they Johnny? Do it, so. I'm not sure why it's not allowed, but. Yeah, that's that's news to me. Uh, but that part, you sort of you learn about how the infection works sort of slowly over the course of the game, and by the end of it, you've got a good idea of how it all works. And really, Evelyn is one colony, and she can control mm-hmm. all the different aspects. So essentially, you have been fighting her for the whole game. You just weren't aware of it. It's the most convoluted story it when sounds- you hear it this way. When you play it in order, it makes it sense. all makes sense. Uh, Sorry, John, Johnny, did you have some? I was going to say, while we're talking about the story, we should maybe mention that this is the first Resident Evil penned by a Westerner. That's right. So Richard Piercy of Fear, and I think it was Spec Ops The Lime. That's right, yeah. He worked on that game. And you, can, you can tell. It's got that kind of feel to it. Like, the Spec Ops is obviously quite a different game, and so is Fear. But, like, Fear has a spooky wee girl on it. It does, well. yeah. So... Not that Spec Ops line does. That just has I, horror and despair. I was a bit cautious because I love Japanese games and Japanese writing and the fact that the original Resident Evils were Japanese translated into English and then acted badly just <laughs> gave it a really a special layer of charm for me. Mm, so I was a little bit worried, but I think it worked very well. Yeah, so, it I mean, feels very authentic. Thing. It's a really authentic feeling. Like everything feels like it should feel. That's hard yeah. to describe. But like, like all the the way that all the bio based characters talk is very like it sounds like they do come from Louisiana, mm-hmm. which is it makes it feel kind of Jack's voice acting. Oh, Jack's in particular, awesome is fantastic. In There's a specific point, and I can talk about this because it's spoiler free. So up until uh, for most of the game, Jack is murderous. He's a cannibal. He's horrible. He wants to kill you. He's just fucked up. Mm. Uh, and there is a certain point where Ethan gets sort of... I think Evelyn's like consuming him. She's attempting to control him and then you... Yeah. I think you enter the hive mind of her Evelyn. mold. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you wake up in a sort of dream state world. Uh, the live stream. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you're waking up and you just hear this voice and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm not going to hurt you. And it's, it's Jack, and just from the very moment he starts talking, just by the change of the tone in his voice and the way he speaks, mm-hmm. you know that he's not the same Jack. Yeah. He's, like, good, and he isn't going to hurt you. You can hear, like, just a sort of, like, a tenderness. or Yeah, yeah sincerity. Uh, and he's like, I'm not a murderer. Neither is Marguerite or my boy Lucas, who, 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 is who actually murderer. is a murderer. We'll get to that. <laughs> and it's just that scene... To me, is the bit that elevates the entire game. It's not just the voice acting; it's the mocap as well. Yeah. Like whoever mocap did, did a fucking fantastic yeah. job. And that's the point where you kind of learn that they're not in control of their own actions. The things you're fighting look like Jack Baker, but that's not really Jack Baker. Yeah, it's yeah. Evelyn. Nothing's ever black and white. Yeah. It's, I think it, it kind of it, there's something to be said about stories that do that to to show a completely different side of a character that you're convinced is evil or is the enemy, yeah. and then to make you have like some kind of uh, attachment to them yeah. by presenting them in a different light. The thing is, like the game spends a lot of time making you attached to Jack as a character, even though he's like incredibly antagonistic for a lot of the game. He's got a lot. Of, he's quite funny. Yeah, he's very, like, yeah. a lot of his dialogue's incredibly, incredibly humorous. Like um, some of the stuff that comes away with is like. Um, God, can anybody remember some decent lines he has? It's just like, oh, I'm, I'm an old man, boy. You, you can't, can't take an old man. man. Oh, the bit, man. The bit where he, um, you fight him in, in the garage of the house, <laughs> and Ethan's car is in there. You left it outside, but he's obviously moved it in. And it's um, 
there's a few different things that can happen. One of them is you can get into your car and drive it into Jack, and he will get onto the car, kick the window in, like, get in, and he's like, this is a nice car you've got, Ethan. <laughs> and he just, like, floors it while you're driving it uh, and drives it into a girder. You're forgetting this. A critical point of this. He drives back and goes, I'm going to take you for a ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, or Jack can get into the car. And um, another Do way... donuts. That he, yeah, he starts doing <laughs> donuts on the thing. Or he can pull you out of the car and goes, oh, no, you don't. I'm going to drive. And it's just... Fucking ridiculous. Then the car ignites into flames and then the best line in the game happens. He gets out the car, completely enveloped in flames and goes, oh boy, look what you've done, motherfucker. <laughs> it's, as soon as that happened, I was like, I love this game. This game is 10 out of 10. It's yeah. incredible. Uh, a lighter yeah. fight with Jack um, is a chainsaw duel. So you oh, each have man. chainsaws. Except the thing is, Jack doesn't have a regular chainsaw. He has scissor chainsaws. Huge ones. And he picks them up and he just says, Groovy, <laughs> because is it a throwback Evil to Dead. Evil Dead? Evil Dead. Right. Yeah, and then and Ethan goes, "That's not groovy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds Jack, like there's a lot of character. His uh, dialogue's excellent, but also he's perversely paternal. So he calls you son and boy, hmm. and he's telling you to get back here. But it's more as if he's going to send you to your room yeah, rather yeah. kill you. Like, both him and Marguerite, who's doing the same kind of shtick just really nail it so it's it's funny but it's sinister and the balance is perfect you're yeah. never not taking it seriously mm-hmm. so you he still has a shovel and he will kill you but he's also talking down to you as if you live in his house <laughs> and have to obey his rules uh it's excellent i think uh we haven't said much about marge but She's great really too. To... She's good, but she's not in the game for as much as Jack is, no. and she doesn't have as much of an impact as a, as a result. But she's still really good. She's a lot of fun. Like she calls you a shitcock at one point. <laughs> <laughs> she's also got a massive beehive for a fanny. She does. She's got a massive insect hive in her vagina. Legit. That, yeah. That, that is part of the boss fight. Um, I would say her abdomen. But, you know... No, no, there's screen caps where people have looked directly <laughs> up her skirt and the entire section of her body is beehive. Oh then, for a lot of the boss fight, you can hear this weird noise and then you realise it's her laying live bugs. Like, yeah. as, eggs. Like, just like, like squatting down and laying them on the wall and stuff. Christ it's fucking horrible. Egg sacks out of her beehive vagina. It's like a really distorted version of the pain. Yeah, that's the thing I forgot in the sort of <laughs> running... those bullet bees. <laughs> Tommy Gun. Tommy Gun. <laughs> in the sort of running the gamut of horror, it, it does body horror as well. Yeah. It oh, does yeah. everything. It'd have to, wouldn't it? It's fucked up. Um, See, so we've we've spoken about it now. Um, I mean, you've gone into like great detail about things that would spoil the game, but I'm yeah. much more interested right. having, having heard this kind of stuff. Um, there's something fucked up I'd like to talk about is Lucas so Lucas at the start of the game is presented as being one of the bakers Mm. he is one of the bakers but he's the reason why he is the way he is is the same reason why Jack and Marguerite are the way they are he's been infected by Evelyn Mm -hmm. which makes him a a crazy cannibalistic psychopath Um, and he's there at the dinner scene fucking with you and you're like oh he's just one of them later on you start to learn that Lucas isn't all that he seems you find his bedroom later on and in there there's diary pages from him where he's detailing at a young age um, how he murdered one of his school friends for laughing at him mm. I think it was, was yeah, he, laugh? he, locks, he, he laughs at him because he's smart he's yeah. the prodigal son um, he's very smart he knows how to think about electronics he's so one of his schoolmates starts to bully him so he lures him into his attic and then starves him to death. Yeah, so he's there writing in his diary about how he's starting to smell oh, and stuff. And this is well before Evelyn showed up on the scene. Yeah. So he is uh, corpus mentis, is that the term? Corpus mentis. Corpus mentis. That's the one. But, he's, he's but this a... is corpus mentis. <laughs> yeah, the he... reason for that is the undisclosed company is feeding Lucas drugs so that he can maintain his free will and act as an agent. No, no, I mean, this is before Evelyn showed up. Uh, yeah, so, so at this point, social, at this uh, point, he is, sociopath, yeah. yeah. At this point, he is free from any influence from Evelyn. So the reason why he killed this boy isn't because he's under the influence of any raging 
infection. Yeah, he's just fucked up. He's just fucked up. So, yeah. um, uh, and then all of the stuff that he does after Evelyn, um, he's actually also, as Johnny said, he's not under the control of Evelyn because he's in touch with another third party who are keeping him supplied with medication that will break him free from mind control. Okay. So he's fucking with people and murdering them and killing them for his own amusement. Amusement. Yeah. And, uh, uh, this... and that's what, sorry, because there's a, that's what makes the scene with Jack where he's like, I'm no murderer. Neither is Marguerite or my boy Lucas. And you're sitting there like, I'm yes, sorry, Jack, your, your son's the... a fucking I like serial to, killer. I like to think that they were purposefully ignorant. Like, they, it's their son and they know he's intelligent and he's the special one in the family because they're all farmers. Yeah. Like, they're, like, well, they're, um, they work on a, some kind of plant. Mm. Um, and they all, like, they live in the, in the middle of the sticks. But he's the intelligent one and he can work in it technology and he has all these trophies in his, his room he's, so he's obviously really clever ah, but the thing is in the diaries he's detailing the fact that people almost find him out and he has to move things to escape detection yes I, I think it's very important that jack doesn't know because mm. if he did kind of know that breaks down the whole sort of he's a, a really good guy mm-hmm. like i think he didn't know he, he obviously knew that Lucas was a wayward child. Yeah. Because they talk about how he was a troublemaker, he did all this, that, and the other. I don't think he knew that he'd killed anybody. I, I don't think they, like, they, they were willing to overlook his flaws, but they didn't know he was an actual sociopath. Yeah, an actual murderer. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we've spoken quite a bit about um, the gameplay and the story and the characters. Um, going to try and finish it up now. And... I want to ask, like, wh- I mean, where do you see the the franchise going from here? This has obviously been like a really strong game. You guys feel really, you think very highly of it. Obviously, is there a future in making Resident Evil games in this way? Do you think they can carry on this story? Well, I think the the response is the major thing you need to look at, mm-hmm. where people are getting very positive responses. I don't think it's sold a great deal. I think they said at one point it hadn't sold as much as Resident Evil Six at the time that this was posted but that it had made more than what they'd spent on it back. So right. in terms of financial success, it it's is made one. back its production. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that the, the actual commercial success in terms of units shifted is more just um, the stigma of the series as it was, not the game itself as yeah. it is. Uh, I think critically it's doing very well. Yeah. It's, most places are giving it good, Good ratings, and um, there are there's still a bit of like sort of oh it's first person. This is not the Resident Evil I remember. It's like shut the fuck up and play the game. Yeah. Like as 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 much as Resident Evil is one, two, and three are like absolutely it is. Like obviously it's modern, so things have changed. But if you like Resident Evil two, and I love Resident Evil two, it's great. If you like them that much, being like that, go and play them again. They're still there. Mm. Like seven is just an evolution of that concept, and it's genuinely I I put it in the top five Resident Evil games. I would put it above four. Yeah, I'll be I, honest. I with think you. I, I'd say I'd love Resident Evil Four, so I'm not. Really I, I, sure. I know that you and Johnny do, and I was expecting yeah. to get a, a new one ripped out of me for saying that. See, four I'd... is not the best Resident Evil game; it's just the best game. <laughs> <laughs> that that simplifies things somewhat. Yeah. So, Johnny, can you offer us any predictions for how you think the franchise is going to continue? Well, the main factor to consider is Resident Evil Two remake, which is looking to also be third person still yeah that's why we're gonna have the two competing visions of the franchise and they'll both be going back to the roots um one interesting thing to note is that the original resident evil wasn't first person due to technical limitations that's right yeah Mm. so it was always intended to be like this i think it would be foolish not to make another first person resident evil game in the same vein as seven with the main things i would say that benefited it was a defined location mm. RE6 was flying all over the globe, you were meeting the president, mm. your buildings Fighting were blown up, T-Rexes. the world was ending so this is just one man trying to save someone in an isolated plantation it works mm-hmm. so much better um, the characters were very strong, I don't think I could tell you any of the characters from RE5 or 6 unless I really thought about it, whereas we can talk about Jack Baker probably for another hour and not get bored. What's the guy in Resident Evil 5 that goes, nice bonus? What's him, what, who's he again? Josh. That's him, yeah. He's the only one that anybody remembers from Resident Evil 5. Nice yeah. So, I mean, I'm hoping that they continue it, certainly. And the balance between 
exploration, horror, and still some action. So you still get to use a shotgun and blow someone's head off. You I get think a submachine gun towards the end of the game as well and just shred the, things. The shotguns are awesome in this game. They're so good. They're so satisfying to use. Yeah. So you make nice. a good point about scaling, Johnny. There's only so many times you can save the world and keep it interesting. Whereas like in a like a smaller location, you can almost imagine being there. Yeah. And it's much more yeah. easy to, I guess, immerse yourself and to um, accept it as, as something that's happening. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I suppose the other thing is it's single player as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know we did try um, Resident Evil Six online briefly with some difficulty, but I I never really got into the last one to be honest. I really did enjoy four and five, but and ha- having spoken to you guys about it, I probably will give seven a shot at some point. It sounds like a a, a pretty good uh, homage to the American horror genre, if not Resident Evil as a franchise. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you can come back and re-listen to this podcast and, and be like, have it make sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what they were talking. But yeah, about. like I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I'll keep it brief. I didn't know Capcom had this in them, and no. that they did the fact that they did have it in them, and the fact that they pulled it off so well is incredible, and it's hugely commendable. And I hope they don't fuck it up with the next one. I, I would just echo the exact same sentiment. Like this came out of nowhere, as far as I'm concerned, um, and it is now. I would place it in my top three of the generation. Mm. So I've been saying for a while now, Bloodborne and The Witcher Three, two. Best games of the generation, hands down. Nothing tops them. Nothing comes close. Mm-hmm. Those are the two best games of the generation. Uh, and now I'm adding Resident Evil Seven. Those are the three games that are above and beyond my top games of, of the PlayStation Four. Cool, fantastic. Well, that's that's why we're doing this this podcast. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, it's been great to hear all your thoughts. And thanks again, Johnny, for joining us. No problem. And we'll we'll keep you in the loop if we're, we're doing something else that we know you're into. Yakuza. <laughs> oh, that's got to happen at some point. I need to get back on Yakuza Zero. Are you? How are you enjoying it so far? I uh, I've been playing Five, which I hadn't finished yet. So on the PS3. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna finish Five and then on to Zero and Six. Um, cool. Please look forward to it. It's, uh, I've been enjoying it really. He doesn't need to play. He's actually gonna go to Japan and be the main character for like two weeks now. <laughs> Three weeks. Three weeks. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> yes, please, please be careful if you're you're wandering around Kabukicho. They should be careful. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Right. Well, I think we'll end there then. Yeah. Right. Cool. Thanks, right. guys. Thank you.